0: Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello. Hello, everybody. Today in our globalization series, we are going to talk about migration.
1: And we are heading for Cameroon,
0: for Yaoundé. Where we are going to meet a man from Cote d'Ivoire. So, so fasten, fasten your, your seatbelts belts, and let's, let's get, get going.
2: going. Ibrahim Traore is only 20 but he already owns a motor taxi company in Yaoundé. Initially, he wanted to attend the Cameroon's École Militaire, a military school for officers, but he didn't get in and had to go back to Côte d'Ivoire. But he came back to start a motor taxi business. I finally
3: managed, although at first I didn't get any credit. Over the days, the week, the months, I was able to save a bit of money and that is how I was finally able to start my own business.
4: Don't
0: you think it was a bit risky to bet everything on motor taxis in Cameroon?
1: To be honest, it was a smart decision. In some West African countries such as Burkina Faso, Benin or even Cote d'Ivoire motor taxis have existed for a good 15 years but not in cameroon where they only
2: arrived recently ibrahim's day begins at 6 a.m to the sound of engines and car horns at the station in mimboman a busy district in Yaoundé. Everyone calls him the Ivorian. This is where he began working as a conductor two years ago. I
3: have to admit it wasn't easy at first, especially because I was in a new country and had chosen the motor taxi business. I had to adapt. I had to embrace the spirit of the Cameroonians, who had already been doing this job for a
4: while.
2: But Ibrahim integrated quickly, thanks to two things in particular. He is good at adapting, and he did not have to face a language barrier, as opposed to most immigrants.
4: In
2: public, in towns, in business, French is used.
3: So I had no problem because we speak French in Côte
4: d'Ivoire.
2: Ibrahim wanted to live because of his family. He didn't want to live the same life as his parents who were farmers.
4: They are poor
2: shepherds
3: who sometimes have to farm in order to survive so that they can eat. A bit of cassava root some peanuts, some corn. The first few years of my life were spent in my village and then I went to Abidjan for school. That is where I spent most of my time until I got my school living certificate.
2: And that's when Ibrahim set off on his adventure. Whilst many young Africans would do anything to get to Europe, Ibrahim thinks that you can sometimes find what you're looking for right next door. It is true that in the popular imagination,
3: happiness is always on the other side of the fence. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I can't say it is right either. I have never been there. I think life has to be laid where one is. It is by believing this that I was able to develop something that is becoming real today. My first ambition was to be elsewhere. ...and to do something that will enable me to keep my feet family on the ground. It could be Europe or Africa. So I'm in Cameroon today and I'm happy.
2: Each of Ibrahim's drivers gets about 1,500 CFA francs per day... ...and they give him about 3,500 from their takings. In the evening, they all meet to talk about the next day. Despite his present success... The Ivorian of Mimboman still has many
4: ambitions.
3: I would like to expand as much as possible, but I'm not planning on staying in the motor taxi business. If I get the chance, I would like to go up the ladder and enter the taxi business in Yaoundé.
2: Since he left. Ibrahim has only returned to Côte d'Ivoire once, but he says he has found balance in his
4: life. I'm
2: a citizen of the world.
3: I'm at home where I feel good. So here in Cameroon, at this moment, I feel fine. I have no regrets, except perhaps the distance between me and my family in
4: Côte (laughs) d'Ivoire.
0: The homesickness must be terrible, why would anyone leave?
1: you know generally immigrants don't have much choice sometimes they just don't have the resources to meet their needs at home this is called economic migration but sometimes they have to flee because there's some sort of danger such as war or persecution exactly this is called political migration But it's becoming harder and harder to identify the reasons why people choose to emigrate. Often it's a little bit of everything. Natural catastrophes too? Yes. For example, desertification, drought, floods, earthquakes. But where do all these migrants come from? According to the latest figures, most of the 191 million people on the planet who live away from their original homes are African. African women half of the world's migrants are women. So most come from Africa, but where do they go? Either to another developing country or to an industrialized country. It's about half and half. So basically there are as many
0: people migrating from the south to the south as there are from the south to the north. And the others go from the north to the north?
1: Yes, that's right. It's called migratory flux. Two out of three migrants live in a rich country. This is all a bit complicated. I've heard that the migratory
0: flux, the number of people who leave their countries of origin, is increasing by
1: 2% a year. Yes, that's true. It's partly due to an increase in qualified migrants. This figure has doubled in 20 years. This is one of the positive effects of globalization. But it's also what is called the brain
0: drain, my friend. And that's a problem for certain poor countries, which need
1: qualified people in order to develop. I agree with you. But let's not forget one thing. Migrants, whether qualified or not, send money back home. True. But it can be a fortune. You'd be surprised. On a global level, the amount of money that migrants send their families has increased a lot. 102 billion us dollars in 1995 10 years later it was 232 billion dollars
0: wow and yet on average immigrants are far more affected by
1: unemployment that's true especially those who were less qualified. Some European countries are now practicing selective immigration. They only let in qualified migrants who can work in sectors where workers are in high demand. So the more qualified you are, the more likely you are to succeed abroad.
2: That's all for today from us at Learning by Ear. Thank you for listening to this program about globalization and Pan-African immigration. A Deutsche Welle program produced by Sismondi Bioka and Jan Duron. To find out more or listen to the program again, go to our website at wwwdw worldde lve Goodbye for now and don't forget to tune in next time.